Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Great Disappointment. That's what it was called. The Great Disappointment when a Baptist preacher, a guy by the name of William Miller, in 1843 predicted that Jesus was coming. He for sure was coming in between March 21st, 1843 and March 21st, 1844. For sure. Sure thing, guys. Well, it didn't happen, but then he said, well, wait a second, I was looking at the wrong Jewish calendar. And you know how that can happen to all of us, right? He's looking at the wrong Jewish calendar. He said, no, actually, it's going to be for sure April 18th, 1844. That's what it's going to be. Okay, when that came and passed, he said, wait a second, guys, this is so embarrassing. I, I read it wrong again. It was actually going to be October 22nd, 1844, six months later. And when that day came and went, the jig was up, and people declared it ever after, the great disappointment. But poor Pastor Miller, you know, he's really in good company, because this has been a long-standing tradition among Christians. From the time that Jesus ascended into heaven, we have been trying to predict and anticipate when it is that he's going to return. So I've got a list here. Let me just give you a few examples. I mean, it's really a, a who's who of the church. So Irenaeus, one of the great teachers in the early church, he predicted that it would be in the year 500, which was wise because it was 200 years after he was going to die. That's always kind of a pro tip when you're making those predictions. Make sure you're dead and gone by the time that happens. Pope Sylvester II, he said that it would be on January 1st, 1000 a.k.a. Y1K. Um, Joachim, <laughs> I made that up, but uh, Joachim of Fiore said it would be 1260, then he rescheduled it to 1290, and then 1335. Luther himself, Martin Luther, said it would be no later than 1600. Cotton Mather, one of the Puritans, said it would be 1697. John Wesley said 1836, and on and on it goes. This is a long-standing tradition among Christians, and you can understand why. Jesus says he's going to be coming again. And so the disciples ask, as all of us want to ask, okay, Lord, when's it going to be? We want to know, you know, so we can be adequately prepared, so at least we can look busy, right? But what Jesus tells us in today's gospel reading is that on the one hand, it is going to be perfectly predictable. It's going to be totally clear when it is that he'll be coming. And also, and at the same time, it's going to be utterly unpredictable. You'll have no idea. It will come like a thief in the night. The Lord says both of those things back to back, and both of them are true. And this is the tension that we live in as the people of God, a God-ordained tension, I would say. That we live in this paradoxical place of predictable unpredictability when it comes to our Lord's return. But as we'll see, when we live in that place, when we grow comfortable with that tension, then we're able to adopt that posture of wakefulness that Jesus advises us, that hopeful expectation that looks forward to the Lord's coming, even if we don't know exactly when it's going to be. But let's think about both sides of this tension and how we can get it right and how we can get it wrong. So on the one hand, there's that temptation only to focus on the predictability of Jesus' return. So that you start to think that it's going to be just as plain and obvious as reading the morning news or watching the news on the television. That one day you'll see it and be like, oh, dude, Jesus is totally going to be here today. 
let's get ready to go. And to be fair, I think that there's something to this, this idea that it's perfectly predictable. The Lord himself wants us to see how it's predictable in many ways. And so he uses this analogy of the fig leaves. I don't have a fig tree. I'm not real familiar with fig trees, but you don't have to be, I don't think, to understand what Jesus is saying here, right? When the leaves are clear, then the end is near, in effect, is what the Lord is saying. When you see, just as with the fig tree, when you see the leaves come out, he says, then you know that summertime is near. So also, when you see the signs, the signs that he's been talking about, with the wars and rumor of, rumors of war, with all of creation in convulsion, then Jesus says, get ready. Read those signs of the times. Don't be caught unawares. It is perfectly predictable for you and me to recognize the Lord's coming. It is inevitable. It is imminent. And it is eminently predictable for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. That's what Jesus wants us to, to recognize here. But the problem comes when we only focus on that predictability side. When we act as though, oh yeah, of course, anybody who's really paying attention is going to be able to say when and where Jesus is coming back. And why is that problematic? Well, first of all, just because it runs counter to the Lord's own words. Did you catch this? This has been a really tough word for Christians through the ages because Jesus says nobody knows when he's going to come again. Not the angels and not even he himself. That Jesus himself is not privy to the Father's timetable. Now, I just find it ridiculous, laughable, frankly, that there are Christians, others today, who think, well, Jesus doesn't know when he's going to come, but we can figure it out. I mean, look, no offense, Lord, but you know, we've read our Old Testament, we've read Ezekiel, we can tell you when you're going to be coming back. No, it's ridiculous. Nobody knows that time. It's not as simple as being able to put it on a calendar. You can't you know, keep a pool like you would for a pregnancy and say, I'm pretty sure it's going to be here. It's going to end up with the great disappointment. Again and again, that's been the case. But also the problem with just focusing on the predictability side of it is I think that it can lead and lure you and me into a, a kind of presumption. A presumption that says, okay, I can figure this out when Jesus is going to come back. And in that way, then I'm, I'm, it can uh, bring us to a place of, of false pride. Because I know this something that other people and other Christians may not even know. Because I am really paying attention. And God would call us to repent of that pride and recognize no one knows the day or hour. Not the angels in heaven and not even the sun. See, because in that place of predictable unpredictability where he wants you and me to live, we cling simply to the promises of God. And those promises are not a when, those promises are a that, see. Not a when it's going to happen, but that it's going to happen. He has called us in this present time not to be prophets, but to be saints, to walk and to follow in the footsteps of our Lord Jesus, even being comfortable with not knowing when our Lord's return is going to come predictably unpredictable. So we see that this is where we live as believers, anticipating, looking forward to our Lord's return, knowing that it is imminent and that it is eminently predictable, but not only so, it's also unpredictable and coming at a time when no one expects. But if on the one hand you can fall off and just focus on the predictability of it, I think it can go in the other direction too. 
where you only emphasize that unpredictability, where you hang your hat fully on that word of the Lord Jesus, that nobody knows the day or hour, and so, eh, you know, just do one of these, kind of, eh, and nobody knows, so whatever. I'm just going to get on with my life. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to slough it off and forget all about it because it is no more predictable than winter in northern Michigan, right? <clears throat> Which is going to be coming here, I'm hoping, soon, right? We'll see. Uh, and there's something, again, to be said for this, too. Isn't it interesting? Jesus puts these two passages and these two parables back to back. On the one hand, he says, it's predictable. It's like the fig tree. But then he talks about how unpredictable it is. He says, it's like a man who went away on a journey. He went abroad. And the people of the house, the housekeeper, they did not know when he was going to return. When is it going to be that this uh, moody and mercurial, mercurial master is going to come back? Will it be in the morning? Will it be in the afternoon? Will it be in the evening? Jesus' whole point is nobody knows. It is totally, utterly unpredictable. If you're trying to figure out, it's a fool's errand. And therefore, you just need to be ready. But this gets us at the problem, I think, or the temptation, when we only focus on the unpredictability, is it can lure us into a sense of complacency. Of complacency. Because you start to think, well, yeah, I don't know when Jesus is going to come back. You don't know when Jesus is going to come back. Anybody who says they know, they're just kidding themselves. And so I'm just going to get on with my life. One thing after another. Just focus on the, on the here and now. But that place of complacency is also not where God would have you and me live. Instead, he desires for us to live in that lively expectation. It's like when a, a couple is pregnant, right? With that same sense of hopeful expectation, eagerly looking forward, not knowing exactly when the date is going to be, but knowing that it's going to happen. And therefore, being ready, being prepared, being watchful. That's where God has called us to live, into that place of predictable unpredictability. No, we don't know when it's going to happen, but that it's going to happen. Stay alert, stay awake, watch. Don't let go of that hope, but hold fast to it, knowing it could be any day, perhaps today. And like many of you, probably most of you know, I had a really vivid illustration of that this week, uh, maybe more vivid than I cared to have. I got into a car accident, right? And uh, well, shortly thereafter, uh, buddy of mine, a colleague, Brad, he, he calls me and, you know, expressed his regrets for the accident or whatever, but then he says, in true preacherly form, he's like, at least you got a sermon illustration, right? <laughs> this is the sickness of pastors. It's, uh, it's really hard. But in case you don't know, on, uh, on Tuesday, I'm driving back uh, from Frankfurt, and I'm coming up what they call Stratton Hill, that kind of weirdly banked hill that's kind of tricky, but it's a clear day, blue skies, everything looks fine. I was not speeding, I assure you, going normal speed, but as I came around that turn, all of a sudden, I just totally lost control of the truck. Felt it, the back end sliding out from behind me, and like in a moment, I just knew. I mean, I've, I've had other times where I've kind of spun out on this sort of thing, but I could tell immediately, this is different and this is not good. And it was like that lightning strike, like Jesus is talking about, that his return is going to come not when you are fully expecting it, right? It'd be one thing if it was just a terrible, awful day and then I could tell, okay, weather's really bad and then when it happens, like, oh, I should have been more cautious. But it was like, no, everything was normal, just going about my business. And so it is, Jesus says, when he returns, 
That's why we need to be alert and be wakeful and watch. But also I want to tell you guys this, the even more important part. I had this moment, this moment that can only be described as having that peace that surpasses all understanding. It's the second time in my life that I've experienced this, where it all kind of went into slow motion, and I wasn't freaking out, even though I knew I was like, okay, I'm about to start rolling here. It's going to flip. I just had this sense. I prayed. I said, Lord Jesus, protect me. That's all I could say. And just this overwhelming sense of God's presence and that it was going to be okay. And then I flipped over. And the next thing I knew, I'm sitting on the, the roof of the, on the inside roof of the truck and, you know, checking, make sure all my limbs are still there and in their proper place, right? And then just praising God and being grateful for his providence and his presence and his provision. And you know what? That's what it's like for us to live in this place of predictable unpredictability. We don't know when and where our Lord is going to return, but it's not something that you and I need to look forward to fearfully, wondering, oh no, what's going to happen to me? But instead, God meets us in that place with his peace, with his presence, with his comfort. Amid all of the, the tumults of this world and all the things that, that cause us to, to be fearful and wondering and waiting, what's going to happen next? There God is present for you and for me so that we need not fear. There he is with his protection, with his refuge for all of us. Yes, it is unpredictable, as unpredictable as, as the weather is. But also our Lord's coming is predictable, as predictable as the sun that rises, because he has. And on that basis, you and I have confidence, come what may, that God is with us and he is for us. Amen. May the peace of God that surpasses all understanding your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We stand.